a history here that binds this family together like few others. The Kukla family tree is now 180 feet long. Among those when 500 members of the Jewish Kukla family got together in England a few years ago for their first ever reunion, that story got a lot of attention. Even the BBC covered it, as you can hear. They were all descended from the same man, Abba of Kuklia, a tiny village in Lithuania where he'd lived in the late 1700s. He had nine sons and some daughters, and they all went on to produce huge families of their own. And so, with the passage of generations... And despite hundreds of their relatives being wiped out in the Holocaust, the Kuklas believe they are now part of the largest documented Ashkenazi Jewish family tree in the world, including some pretty famous cousins like singers Barbara Streisand, Bob Dylan, and Bette Midler, and comedian Billy Crystal, just to name a few. There are also relatives in Canada, including Ralph Silovitz, who lives in Toronto, and he's been trying to track down the Canuck branch. I think for many years I felt alone. I felt that our family was uh, was was small, and um, I, I had a sense of of not being part of anything. So now that I'm part of this amazing family, um, I can reach out to many many countries around the world, and I will have a cousin or a relative there. I'm Ellen Besner, and this is what Jewish Canada sounds like for Tuesday, August the thirtieth, twenty twenty two. Welcome to the CJN Daily, sponsored by Metropia. It all started when Ralph Silovitz took a DNA test through one of those ancestry genealogy sites a couple of years ago. He was already the family historian, but the test results led him to discover he's one of the tens of thousands of cousins in the Kukla tribe. Silovitz has just come back from New York City, where he attended the first ever reunion held on this side of the Atlantic. He was the only Canadian there, but he's sure he'll find more relatives in this country. He's also looking in South Africa, where he was born. Coming up, Ralph will be here to tell us how he schmoozed his way into a private meeting with his new cousin, Billy Crystal, on Broadway, and how to find out if you're related, too. But first, here's what's making news elsewhere in Canada right now. I am Rabbi Lionel Moses in Sacramento, California, and also in Montreal, and this is what Jewish Canada sounds like. It appears that public pressure and the threat of sanctions by Ontario's funeral home regulator have pushed Benjamins, Toronto's largest Jewish funeral operator, to conduct a major overhaul of how it runs parts of its business. The managing director, Michael Benjamin, announced on Monday his company's already started to make changes in response to growing calls for more transparency. The changes come in the wake of a series of investigations by the Ontario Funeral Industries Licensing Body, the Bereavement Authority of Ontario. In an email to the CJN, Michael Benjamin says, quote, we recognize there are concerns and have listened to the feedback, unquote. Most significantly, they're temporarily suspending their controversial decades-old practice of deducting 10% in administration fees to cover the costs of processing charitable memorial donations through the Benjamins Foundation. Benjamins has been in the news for weeks after a grieving Toronto couple, Raziel and Jeanne Ziesman, went public here on the CJN Daily Podcast about those 10% fees, and their battle with the Benjamins Foundation after their son Liam died. Ontario's Bereavement Authority has warned Benjamins it has to be more upfront with its vulnerable customers on things like charging in advance for tombstones when people had not ordered them, or levying special COVID fees during the pandemic, even though the industry had been urged not to. 
Despite the announcement promising changes, Benjamin's lawyers have gone to court to appeal the BAO's orders to pay back all the admin fees they took from the Zeesmans and other customers dating back six years. And Ralph Silovitz joins us now from his home in Toronto. We need to tell people how you first got involved with this gigantic genealogy project. Well, for me, uh, growing up in South Africa, uh, our family was very small. Um, there was my father, he had uh, three siblings, and the, 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 rest of, the rest of the family were all killed in, in uh, 1941 by the Germans. Um, so I grew up uh, thinking that there were only maybe five or six or seven of us in the family, but um, I started to look for uh, other members of the family. So about... Um, Two years ago, I, I did a DNA test to one of the Ancestry websites, and I found that I was closely connected by, I think, a second cousin by a fellow in Pittsburgh. And um, so I contacted him. Uh, he was also looking for family. And uh, we tried to see how far back we could go, but we could really only go back to about our great-grandfather. Um, but he mentioned that there was a fellow in England called Ian Levine who was doing research on the same family and others. So I contacted Ian, and he had been working on this for 25 years. And believe it or not, my family went from 75 to over 75,000 in one day. That's mind-boggling. So um, it, it's a really interesting history, if I, if I can um, indulge you for a minute. Yes, the, the way it worked was that there was, a, there was a man called Zalman Joffe who lived in um, Lithuania. And um, uh, the, the family actually didn't go the, same, the, the regular route that the Jews, when they left uh, the, the Holy Land, um, they, our side of the family went to Venice, Italy, and then to France, and then to Czechoslovakia, and eventually they were pushed into the Pale. Uh, so they ended up in Lithuania. And uh, this Zalman um, uh, was born in a little town called Kuklia in Lithuania. Uh, today, the population is 24. Uh, but at, at its height, it was about 100 people. Um, he lived there for a few years, and then he moved to, into Latvia, and he went to a town called Rezikni, or Regista, and um, he lived there. Um, this town of Rezikni was close to three other towns, Karsova, Ludza, and um, Varklan. And my family, my dad and his, his uh, ancestors, came from Karsova. Um, but this, this, these four towns were quite removed from the rest of Latvia. They were in the west, uh, not, far, not too far from anything. So um, because people didn't travel, they tended to marry each other from those families. And as a result... Over the 400 years since, that, since he emigrated to Latvia, the, the, the family have really kept in very close touch with each other. And um, once um, I got hold of this Ian fellow, uh, he told me about the family. He actually showed me my great, 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 going all the way back 17 generations to 1521. And uh, it's been just a great journey since then. You were saying because of the Holocaust, your direct ancestors and many of them were wiped out. But now we see 75,000 people and some of them have come together. There's been TV shows about it in England. 
what uh, is it like when you go to a reunion and you realize that, um, you know, he, Hitler didn't get everybody, right? You know, it's a very peculiar feeling to go from feeling completely alone and, and, and you have a small family to realizing that there's a lot of you around. And even though uh, some of them looked like me, a lot of them didn't look like me. Um, but it was a great sense of, of um, just being involved with, with a family. Can you tell me how far widespread the Kuklia uh, descendants uh, live now from their you know, home base 400 years ago? Where have they populated? Originally, um, as Litvaks, they did seem to, to um, uh, disperse in different areas. And if you go back to the different countries that were allowing people in, um, in around the, the Second World War, um, I found it interesting that in Canada, the majority of Jews came from Poland. Uh, in South Africa, where I came from, the majority of Jews came from Lithuania and some from Latvia. The, uh, the majority of Jews in Australia come from Hungary. So it depends on, uh, on what, what year and which countries were allowing Jews in that uh, that's where we went. How many of there are in Canada? Because we're the Canadian Jewish News. So do you have well, numbers for that? We have just begun to, to look into that. We, we uh, estimate at least 50 to 100, at just at a minimum. Um, so if you, if you want to give me that question in about three to six months, I'll, I'll update you. All right, well, we'll put a link to your, you know, contact you so people who think they are can get in touch for sure, right? And, and the interesting thing is that we have fairly common names in the family. Uh, the original man was called Joffe, J-O-F-F-E, which is a fairly common name in South Africa. But we have Levines, we have Cohens, we have Kagans, um, we have Katz and Ellenbogen. Um, there's a whole Hold on a minute. That's my mother-in-law is Katz and Ellenbogen. Hello. Okay. Well, we have lots of those. Wow. But she shortened it to Bogan when they came to Canada. Wow. Interesting. All right. So that's interesting. But maybe I'm related to you. That would be crazy. My husband. Would be very <laughs> My fun. husband would be related to you. Bogan, for sure. Katz and Ellen Bogan. A lot of the things that, that when I was researching some of this before we spoke, there were some large, large families and lots of offspring of, of people like nine kids, 18 kids. What, uh, what do you make of this? Is that why there's so many of you now? Well, I looked into that and it seems that when, the, um, when all the, the, the years of, of trouble for the Jews began way back in the 14, 1400s probably, um, Queen Isabella, etc., um, the Jews were a threatened race. And um, they were being killed, they were being forced to convert to Catholicism. And, um, a lot, and the, the, the rabbis actually st stepped up and they suggested that people have more kids to, only to protect the, the, uh, the life of the, um, of the race. So um, I went back and I looked at some of my great, great, great grandmothers and, and I saw one of them had 14 kids and, and, and her kids had about a dozen, and, her, and their kids had about 10. So it doesn't take very long before you have a whole string of people. So I also want to ask you about, I mean, you're famous, you know, but really famous people who are part of this family tree. Can you give us a couple of names? 
Well, um, we have a lot of uh, entertainers in the family. Uh, probably the best known is Barbara Streisand. Uh, there's Bette Midler. There's uh, Billy Crystal. There's Gene Wilder. Um, uh, Michael and Kirk Douglas. Uh, the, the list goes on and on. And even Sigmund Freud is, in, is in, on the list. And did they ever get invited to any of these reunions? And, and did you meet any of them? Uh, I actually met um, uh, uh, Billy, uh, Billy Crystal. Uh, when I went to the New York reunion, we, we did invite him. And uh, unfortunately, he was um, doing a, a show called uh, Mr. Saturday Night. And uh, so my wife and I decided to go and see the show. And uh, what I had done is written a little note to him beforehand. I gave it to the usher, who gave it to Billy. And um, the usher told me to wait after the show, and I did. And sure enough, Billy came out, and uh, he came, came towards me. I said, Billy, we're mishpocha. So, so he laughed, and he had read the notes. And he, in, in fact, one of, his, um, one of his family was Glass. And he was so excited to see that I knew that, that part of the family. And I quickly showed him uh, how we are related. Um, I believe it's my great, great times eight grandmother and his great, great times eight grandmother were sisters. That is the coolest thing I've heard in a long time. Well, did I, did I, I forgot to tell you that Bob Dylan is on our family tree as well. His cousin was at the, at the reunion and apparently they don't talk. Right. Because like all Jewish families, there's Bruegges. <laughs> that's right. That's right. <laughs> They have Bruegges too. Now that you met all these amazing people and you're plugged into this tracing the tribe kind of um, mentality, what's next for you? Well, my family tree will expand exponentially from all these people uh, because I don't, I, I don't know what their side of the tree is. So that's the, uh, the first thing. But I will probably keep in touch with at least a dozen of them. They're just nice people. Um, and knowing that we're family just brings us a little closer together. Later this week, Silovitz will be presenting the Ontario Jewish Archives with copies of a large book documenting his Kukla family tree. If you want to get in touch with him, just drop me a note and I'll connect you. I'm at ebessner at thecjn.ca. And that's what Jewish Canada sounds like for this episode of the CJN Daily, sponsored by Metropia. Integrity, community, quality, and customer care. Today's listener shout-out goes to Helen Shapiro. She liked our story about the 125th anniversary of the first Zionist Congress. And we'll end the show with a reminder that we will be at the Ashkenaz Jewish Music Festival in Toronto at the Harbourfront Centre on the Labor Day weekend on Sunday and Monday. So come by, look for the CJN's booth. Stop by and have a meet-and-greet with your favourite CJN personalities and get a chance to be on the daily. The link to the Ashkenaz Festival is also in our show notes. Thanks for listening. Thank you.